from Melbourne and Minneapolis. This is for Christ's sake. It is widely believed in Boston that the best medical care in the world is found here. It is so universally acknowledged among the citizens of the city that there is hardly any debate. Hello and welcome to For Christ's Sake, episode 5 of series 2 of our... Uh, series 2? Series 2? Two. <laughs> that shit? <laughs> episode wow, 5 man. of series 4 of our um, ongoing exploration <laughs> of the Crichton oeuvre. 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 And this series is focused on uh, Crichton's fifth book, fittingly, A Case of Need, written under the pseudonym Geoffrey Hudson, not his own sweet name, nor his previous pseudonym John Lang. The name Geoffrey Hudson is a reference to a 17th century court dwarf. And Crichton used it because it's a reference to his own abnormal height. So for the other direction. A 17th century what? <laughs> Court dwarf. Court dwarf? Yeah, who was a 17th century dwarf in the in the court of the Queen Consort Henrietta Maria of England. And then eventually he was captured by pirates and he was sold as a slave. <laughs> Crichton or the dwarf? The dwarf. The dwarf. Okay. And then he died in 1682. My name is Hugh. I'm joined by my co-host across the pond, Mr. Hunter. Well. And we are both respectively joined by a signature snack and drink that we have chosen specifically to accompany us on our journey through this novel. Uh, for my part, I have a thematically appropriate cup of coffee to keep mm. doctors awake. And a thematically appropriate bowl of apple pieces to keep doctors away. Et toi? I'm so glad they used the informal to instead of the formal vu. Mm. But beyond that, I've got a bag of salt and vinegar chips. And just like you, I'm tying my snacks and drinks into you know thematic currents of this book. Um, how I'm doing so, you'll have to consult other episodes to learn that. And in addition, I got a gimlet. That is it. That's it? So trivia? No, we gotta talk about the chapter, bro. Oh, okay. Alright, so where, where were we when we left off last week? No, no, no. This is the start of the week. We should remind listeners what happened in the previous four chapters, not just the previous one. Succinctly, if you uh, please. Fuck if, fuck if I remember. 
All right, well, we can at least remember the name of our protagonist, John Berry. He's a pathologist. He works in a hospital. And his cozy... Um, pathological routine... Mm. is interrupted... like the titular girl... by... some <laughs> shocking news... <laughs> A very topical reference from uh, Hamilton. <laughs> what what was the shocking news that um, threw a spanner into his works? Mr. Co-host. <laughs> uh, his good friend Art Wee got arrested for potentially killing... Via abortion. Uh, the daughter of an important doctor. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Let me see. Um, basically, the chapter that immediately preceded this. Uh, that would be chapter four for those of you playing home. <laughs> yeah, or four, as it's also called. Hmm. Um... Ended with him visiting Art in the the clink, in the walk-up. No, I guess that's what... In the no, can? No, no. In the can. And then he pissed all over him. <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, he found out the... He talked to the sergeant and found out the hospital that the autopsy is being conducted and then uh, is now at that hospital. He's going to see the autopsy be conducted. Yep. That's where that chapter comes in. But first it goes into a, a long and uninteresting digression into the history of the, uh, the central family. <laughs> uh, I did not find this. <laughs> I gotta say, this chapter <laughs> really made me um, uh, doubt the enjoyment that I was going to receive from this novel. <laughs> I don't know about you. I know about me, and I had the same reaction. <laughs> Uh, it's very uh, wogey. If I were writing this book, I would have gotten the information that he words out in about maybe like five pages, you know. <laughs> but instead, he stretches it out for a brutal like ten, just loaded down with all this uh, medical jargon and dumb crap. Uh, it's almost unreadable at, por at portions. I think. Yeah, like there's a way of um, including. You know, specific detail about a profession or, or milieu into a piece of writing that is that is intriguing and that might teach you something, but doesn't feel like it's like halting you every step of the way and saying, ah, "Now, did she know that in this hospital, yeah, residents refer yeah. to this situation as dot dot dot." For further information, refer to this footnote or this extensive appendix. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do the whole appendix, right? Of course. Are we going to break it up by appendix? We're just going to do all the appendices at once. And we just start appending the appendix relevant to each chapter to each no episode way. in which no that appendix no appears? No way. No way. No way. I didn't read the appendix, so... <laughs> I did, and it's basically just like a long footnote. Well, I... I can't, can't do that because I didn't read it. Hmm, that's disappointing. Maybe we'll have to fly pause a moment while you me, uh, nope, read those three paragraphs. Me to the moon. Okay, um... 
I mean, again, it goes into exhaustive detail. I don't think we really need to bother ourselves with that. The crucial information is that, you know, Barry goes to the hospital. Uh, he kind of knows the two doctors who are in the room, and they're in the middle of an autopsy of a... Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to use a word that Crichton didn't use. It's an African-American uh, woman who has been shot to death. Um, oh, yeah, we, yeah, we should mention there was a subsequent autopsy of uh, Karen Randall. Yeah. We're, I have no idea if these characters are going to come up, but we got some new characters. Uh, Hendrix, Leland Watson, and um, the other one, Gaffin. Gaffin's just some guy. Hendrix is the person who's conducting the autopsy. And yeah, he's being assigned the case. Which is a little unusual because he's kind of a nobody. Yeah, usually the the more senior Leland Watson gets these cases. Yeah, and given that, um, you know, the Randalls, J.D. Randall's such a big cheese at the you know hospital one game, they figured it would be someone, you know, important. But it's not. It's just this random guy. Except it isn't, because Leland Watson walks in and does the autopsy anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So maybe you say that usual, maybe not. Um, who's, to, who's to say? Anyway, uh, and then they do it. The main uh, takeaway is that the... Uh, what's her name? Karen? Karen Randall? Yeah. May not have been pregnant at all. And that's where the chapter ends. It doesn't definitively prove that she was or was not. It's just, it's just, it's just confusing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where the chapter ends, and we suffer Indeed. through. Let's see how many how many pages is this chapter? I'm just gonna count really quickly. One, two. These are e pages, so these aren't full pages. Yeah, yeah, thirteen e pages, just which is a lot. It took me like ten minutes to read all this. Hmm. And uh, none of it was enjoyable, but you know what is enjoyable, Hugh. Trivia? Nope, talking to you on this podcast. Hmm. Doing a podcast with my friend. And you know the best part of this podcast is? Trivia? No, it's getting to explore a new Michael Crichton book every, um, you know, so often. (laughs) (laughs) And you know the best part of exploring a new Michael Crichton book is? Trivia? Well, I know it's the throwing plots and the uh, characters who I identify with. Hmm. Which character are you identifying most with this time around? Probably Kieran Randall. <laughs> what about what about you, Hugh? Um, the first autopsy patient. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I feel like a sex worker who was shot three times in the chest and left in the gutter for five hours to be feasted on by rats. Nice, nice. Okay. Let's do trivia.
holes does the young African-American girl who's also in the mortuary have in her chest and stomach? Is it three? It is three. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> nice. See what I got. <laughs> in what year did Wilson Randall die on Bunker Hill? <laughs> what the fuck off? <laughs> uh, 1776? Correct. Uh, yes. Fuck off yourself. <laughs> wow. Well, my other ones are pretty pretty tough. So I, okay. <clears throat> J.D. Randall, who is the father of Karen, is a heart surgeon. Can you tell me his speciality? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is it? I remember reading this and thinking that it might be one of my trivia questions. <laughs> but, well, it wasn't um, a mine. The salient detail has vanished from my mind. So let's I'm have going a, to let's say, have a guess then. Specializing in, um, I want to say, vaginal, <laughs> vaginal inflammation. <laughs> well, he's a heart surgeon, so. <laughs> like I said, you should have listened to the question more closely. Anyway, the answer is valvular replacements. See, I was close. Like, for some reason, I had that, that you got the V, V-A-L word, you know. All right, what's, what's your next question? There are four medical situations in which the coroner claims jurisdiction and an autopsy is required by law. Every pathology resident knows the list cold. But the question is, does the other, for Christ's sake, <laughs> co-host know at least uh, two situations? In which uh, I can think of one. An autopsy is required by law. Uh, DOA. That is one, correct. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the first. Uh, I don't know. The person's involved in a criminal case. I don't know, man. No. What are the other three situations? This was a fair question because I only asked for two and all of them are kind of logical. So yeah, first of all, and obviously you didn't have to use the exact terminology that, that Crichton used, but the no, first one him. is if, if the patient dies under violent or unusual circumstances, mm. the second one, which you correctly uh, guessed is if the patient is oh, God dead damn on arrival. It. Fuck. I was going to say the other one too. God damn it. The third one, if he dies within 24 hours of admission, and finally, if the patient dies outside of hospital while not under a doctor's care. God damn it. As part of the autopsy of the young African-American girl, Gaffin mentions, some, mentions something called lividity. Can you tell me what lividity is? I, I again remember reading this section, but uh, the context eludes me. Well, I'll give you the context. Lividity. That's true, but uh, the context on the page in my mind eludes me that would mm. give me the answer to this question. Um, I want to say vaginal. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> oh, there was one other bit that I wanted to talk about in the, uh, in the chapter, but we can talk about it after this. Uh, I give up. Okay, the correct answer is 
seeping of the blood to the lowest portions of the body after death. Okay. I don't actually remember that bit, but I remember the term. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a footnote. <laughs> oh. What does PID stand for? Oh, man. <laughs> um... I know what it is. It's like the infection of the fallopian tubes by gonorrhea. I cannot remember what it stands for. Cannot remember. What it, it stands for pelvic inflammatory disease. Cannot. Cannot remember. Oh, so he's got one point in that exchange. Yep. Now, what did you want to mention? Mm. That we. Uh, I, I, I did think it was uh, disturbing the amount of uh, detail Crichton uh, assigns to the um, woman, the young woman, the. Uh, you know, the victim of this, of this, the murder victim of this, uh, whole narrative's, uh, pubic hair. I thought that was very off, but I don't know about you. But, I mean, it may prove to be relevant, so. <laughs> That's true, but, uh, it just seemed, it just seemed odd. I don't know if you agree with me or not. I was too busy jacking off at that bit, so. <laughs> Alright, well. Uh, I'm the moralist and the feminist of, the, of us, and you're the, uh, you know, um, masturbator, unibrow, uh, conservative member of the, the podcast. <laughs> Monobrow, if, if you prefer. Mm, I mean, I don't, prefer. but you can prefer it. I do. Alright, um, I guess that's it. See you next time. Au revoir. Oh.